In this episode of the Legendary Life Podcast, the seven most important training principles for getting faster results. And this is a follow-up because I received so much great feedback from my nine biggest exercise fitness myths episode that someone followed up and said, and asked me to do, well, what should I be doing if these are all myths? Before I get to that, I want to get to the review of the week. This one comes to us from Grand Champion, and the name of the review is Game Changer. Five stars. Awesome. Ted, I'd like to thank you for all the motivating info you give us. Right now, I listened to one of your episodes on my way to work to help spark the fire. Each new guest brings a unique perspective to add to my arsenal. Looking forward to all your new episodes, Nick. And Nick, thank you. Nothing nothing is a better and bigger compliment than hearing that it sparks a fire in you, especially on your way to work. So you go and crush your day. You go and get things done. That is so incredibly powerful and, and incredibly gratifying. I mean, that's why I do this. If this isn't changing lives, if, if this isn't inspiring people or educating people, I'm not doing it. Or I'm going to make sure I get better until I can actually create that result. So that's reviews like this are why I do this show. Helping people is in my DNA. I wish someone had helped me more. I wish I had a podcast like this and all the other great podcasts that are out there and all the great people putting out informative content out there when I was struggling. So I'm happy to be that person to add to your life. So I'll, I'll get off that rant right now. And I want to follow up my last episode, The Nine Biggest Myths, with this something that you can go and follow. So instead of busting the myths, now I'm going to tell you things that you can put into your life even today to start getting better results from exercise. And it was spurred on from a question from a listener. And she went on to say, thanks so much for the nine biggest myths, but now can you hit the nine most important principles worth actually listening to as of 2016? As a person attempting to get it right in an absolute sep oh it is an absolute separate job to filter through the enormous magazine internet product marketing jungle to real answers other than the obvious step one move your ass that's quote move your ass and step two more often just saying sunny and Sonny, thank you so much for that question. And I'll tell you, I don't have nine for you, but I do have seven. And I want to ask you listening right now, can you relate to what Sonny said? It's an absolute separate job to filter through the enormous magazine, internet, product marketing jungle to real answers other than the obvious ones, which is move. And step two, which is move more often. So... Uh, <laughs> I get that. And I've been through that process. And when I got into fitness at 22, it allowed me to make going sifting through all the information, my job. So I've been doing this for 17 years 
And I tell you, at first I was good, but I lacked a fundamental, uh, I had a fundamental lack of the basic sciences and understanding of the basic sciences. And when I went back to school in my late 20s and studied biology, that really changed the game for me. And I started understanding exercise at a very, very deep level because before I had a lot of methods, a lot of techniques, a lot of tools, but I didn't understand the principles. And today, that's what I want to share with you because so many people get confused. Should you do high-intensity interval training? Should you do bodybuilding? Should you do powerlifting? Should you, I don't know, get P90X? Should you do gymnastic strength training? Should you do, you know, what should you do? Should you use kettlebells or dumbbells or barbells or should you use ropes? Or what about a jump rope? Should I go running? Should I bike? I don't know what to do. And I'll tell you something. I want you to forget all about that. I want you to forget about everything that you think you know. And I want you to focus on what I'm about to say. And I'm going to just jump into this. So the number one, and I got seven of these for you. These are the most important principles. And I didn't put nine for a reason because I feel like these are where it's at. If you just follow these, you're going to get better results. Okay, you're going to get better results. So let's jump into it. Number one is consistency. If you don't do an exercise program consistently, you are not going to get results. You see that all the time. People at the beginning of the year start to exercise. They follow a program. They start going to classes. They hire a trainer, whatever they do. They buy P90X or Insanity or whatever. And they do it for a few months and then they stop. So you need to do something that you can make sure that you do consistently. And it's not as easy as it seems because I'll tell you, to do something consistently, you have to look forward to it. And hiring a personal trainer is a great way to do that, by the way, because if you like the personal trainer, that makes things go by so much faster. The caveat there is a lot of my personal training clients, they will not train with, with when they're not with me. It's such it's very frustrating to me as a trainer because even though I get paid for my time, they don't they lose the results when they go away. So I want you to avoid these traps of trying to follow a program that you will not do consistently. You have to be able to do something consistent consistently. I'm getting all mixed up. Consistency, consistently. You have to be able to do it on a consistent basis if you're going to get results. So if something's too hard for you and you're like, well, I can keep this up, but I don't know for how much longer, that's not the right program to be on. Start with something that you can do on a consistent basis. What do I mean by consistently? I'm, sh- I'm talking about showing up every week. Okay. Showing up every week. You've got to exercise every week, whether that's, uh, and, and here's another little bonus is that all forms of exercise work. So if you're a couch potato and you start going walking for 20 minutes every single day, you're going to notice the result. If you're a runner who goes running five times a week for 30 minutes, and then you start lifting weights, whoa, you're going to notice a result. Uh, We're going to get to this later, but we're going to talk about the differences there 
uh, later, but just know that you've got to, that all exercise works if you do it consistently. So find something you can do week in, week out. The next thing I want to talk about is frequency of training. What do I mean by this? I mean, I already talked about consistency showing up every week. What's frequency? I'm talking about how many times you train every week. And there is something to what Sonny said, move your ass and move more often. You will get better results. And let's talk specifically about resistance training or strength training right now, because that's what you should be doing. Uh, that should be something you're, you're, you're doing. That should be your purposeful exercise because you can get the aerobic conditioning by going paddle boarding or hiking or taking walks or any of that other stuff, gardening, going, taking a dance class. Uh, you know what I mean? You can, you can get that in or you can take a, a tactical firearms class and they're going to have you moving around too. You're going to get some aerobic exercise like that. You're going to get in better condition. But so I want you to focus on strength training here. That's what we're talking about. So frequency, how often so should you work out? And it, I want you to refer back to my nine biggest myths. If you haven't listened to that, we talked about how long muscles recover for and muscles grow for like two or three days, then they stop. So you want to hit big muscle groups every few days. And uh, I'm going to get really specific in a second, but I just want you to get focused here and understand the concept first. So we need to work out more frequently if you want to see faster results. In fact, if you look at P90X, which a lot of the clients over the years have, have got P90X and they ask me, oh, what do you think about it? They have you work out six days a week. Okay. If you do workouts for six days a week, you're going to get results. Now, one of them's a yoga session. One of them's a stretching or something like that. I forget, but you will get results. So I want you to shoot for five workouts per week. Oh, Ted, but I, I can't do that. Okay. Then fine. Start with two, start with three, four is also good, but five is where it's at. Four or five is where it's at. And I'm talking again, strength training here. The more frequent you can work out, the better your results. And of course, there's overtraining, there's overreaching, there's doing too much, there's uh, beating up your joints so you get an injury. But I'm, I'm talking kind of basics here. We're, we're not going to get too far into that when we're talking about frequency. So think, I want you to ask yourself, how, how many times a week am I working out right now? Is it two? Well, don't be surprised if it takes you years to get good results from that. Is it three? Okay, that's a, that's a good number. But I'll tell you what, if you work out four or five days, you can see very rapid results. Those, that's the type of frequency that can change your body very quickly. So let's move on to principle three progress. And I'm going to simplifying it with the word progress. What does progress mean? It means that you should be able to lift heavier weights, do more sets, do more reps, go for longer. Uh, you know, if you're doing high intensity interval training, use a harder exercise. You should be able, you, you should be making progress. And if you're not, there's an issue there. 
there's an issue with your program. Because I'll tell you something, I've been in gyms for 17 years. Uh, and when I was working in the Eden Rock Spa and Resort in Miami Beach, it, it's like a, it was a public gym and also had a lot of people from the uh, from from the hotel who came in, I saw people year after year, they were working out consistently. They were working out frequently, especially the cardio people, right? Always on the treadmill or the bike or the pre-core, the elliptical. And they look the same. So it's not enough to work out consistently or frequently. You've got to have this thing of progress in mind because you can hit a plateau do with your workout and you can just stay there. And if you keep doing that program, you can stay there for years. And I've seen it in the gym. I'm not going to cite any research. I've seen it. So, and in some cases people get out of shape or I, I don't want to say out of shape. They, their fitness levels stay the same. Their body just starts to look worse. Okay. Um, because, uh, the other things, you know, and man, that's such a sad thing to see because if you're going to work out so much, why don't you get results for your hard work? I don't understand. Of course, there's so many benefits to, to exercise. It helps you mentally. It helps you, uh, you feel better afterwards. You know, it, it, there's so many benefits to it. But why not change your body too when it's simply a matter of doing things a bit smarter? So where does this come from? Number one is the, it, part one is the general adaptation syndrome. Another way to say that is stimulus recovery adaptation. A more simplified way of putting this is the training recovery cycle. When you work out, you have to make sure you're recovering from what you do. If you do not, then you're not going to be able to get stronger. That's why a lot of people stay plateaued is because they push themselves so hard they don't and, and they don't take into account all the other stresses in their life, whether they're sleeping well, whether their job stress, their uh, relationship stress. It just stops them from making progress. So you've got to think about the training and how you're recovering from it. And yes, I said two, three, four, shoot for five times a week, but I didn't say kill yourself five times a week. I said work out more frequently. Um, so you need to be able to recover week to week. And if you know what I do, I do a deload week and I'll talk about how to do that in a second. The other principle I want to talk to you about is the principle of progressive overload. That means that you find a way to push yourself because if you don't push yourself with heavier weights or doing more reps, then you're not going to make progress. You're going to stay the same. Why is that? Your body doesn't want to change. It's a biological concept called homeostasis. And to get your body to change, you're going to have to push. You're going to have to work out hard and, and not just doing the same workout, but you got to find a way to intelligently challenge yourself even more. So that means doing heavier weights or doing more sets, more reps, etc. And um, how do we put this? I'm going to give you an example of this right now. So if you're a little lost, just stay with me. 
you probably heard me mention periodization before. It's a fancy term, but it simply means it's an idea of how to plan your workout to get better results using the principles of exercise physiology, okay? So I'm going to give you an example. So let's take a three-month workout. Workout uh, Month one, you would do 15, I don't care what exercises you do, but for all your exercises, you would do sets of 15 reps. So month one, you're doing sets of 15 reps. Then month two, you're going to do sets of eight reps. Then month uh, three, you're going to do sets of four reps. Could be five. So you started off with 15 month one, which is more strength endurance. You move to month two, where you're working at a kind of a mix between strength and muscle building is what people say about eight reps, what experts say. And then you lift for four reps, or you could do five. But the point is you're lifting, you're lifting heavier. So every month, the exercises stay the same, but you're going to lift heavier. So because that's how you challenge yourself for five reps when you've been doing 15 with the same exercise. Let's take a bench press. So you're doing 15 reps month one with bench press. Then uh, month two, you're doing eight reps. And then month three, you're doing five reps. So the exercise stays the same. But what changes? The load on the bar. You have to increase the weight every month for you to get results, for you to push yourself with eight reps, right? When you've been doing 15 or five reps when you've been doing um, eight, you have to lift a bit heavier. So that is important because so many people, and you may be one of these people, you look for what's the magic exercise that's gonna change things. What's the magic exercise? What I just told you is the magic. There is no magic exercise. It's not, oh, well, maybe I should be doing incline bench or maybe decline bench or maybe, you know, no. Cambered bar bench press or something fancy. No, change the load on the bar. Use this principle of progressive overload where you're, you're uh, increasing the weight every month. You're lifting, uh, you're, you're lifting heavier weight. How many sets you do, that's gonna depend on you. I'm not gonna get into that right now because uh, uh, because I'm not, <laughs> it's too much. I, wanna, I don't want this to be like a two hour long episode. But what I just told you is gold and don't take my word for it. Go try it out, go do this. Month one, 15 reps on all exercises. Month two, eight reps on all exercises. Month three, go heavy. Uh, uh, do five reps on all exercises. I know four or five doesn't really matter that much. That one extra rep actually does, but we're not for right now. But, uh, you know, I do a more sophisticated way of approaching this, but that's something you can do. It's simple and you can go and try it out. Try it out for, for three months. Let me know how it works. And here's what I, here's another thing that I want you to do and something that people really miss out on. So I told you month one, you do 15, month two, you do eight reps, month three, you do five reps, throw a deload week in on every fourth week. 
So month one, you push yourself weeks one through three, then on week four, do a deload week. How do you do that? I want you to keep whatever sets and weight you're using the same, just cut the reps in half. Really simple. Now there's more sophisticated ways of doing that as well, but that's something that you can do and it doesn't require long explanation, just try it out. So every fourth week for your three month workout, do a deload week, do the same sets, use the same weight, just cut the reps in half. So if you're doing 15 reps, now you're doing eight. If you're doing eight reps, now you're doing four. If you're doing five reps in month three, then you're doing say three reps or two reps, whatever. Um, and, and that will allow your body to recover. It will allow you, allow your joints to recover too. So that's something you can try. That's how you make consistent progress. That's how I get my clients to make consistent progress because I'll tell you something. Every single person who trains with me gets results, except for two scenarios. People who <laughs> don't listen to me, I, you know, what can I do, right? If you're, if you're not going to listen, which some of my clients throughout the years, they don't, believe it or not. They're paying me all this money and don't listen, again, for another podcast. Or two, if you have some sort of health condition. Like I had a client I was trying all this different, you know, sophisticated stuff with, and I sent him to the doctor because I couldn't figure out why he wasn't getting good results. And uh, he had a health condition. I'm not going to go into it because it's not my business to talk about it on the podcast, but he had a health condition. So, um, you know, so barring those two incident uh, issues or situations, you should be able to get consistent results. Whether I don't care if you're 70 years old, because I've trained 70 years old, including very out of shape, broken down people uh, who are 70 years old and uh, very in shape people who are in 70 and I got them in better shape. You can get results, but you have to follow the right principles. So there you go. Uh, which brings us to number four principle. Okay, because number one, just to recap, because I know this is a bit dense, consistency, frequency, progress. Fourth one is recovery. Recovery. And recovery in your 20s may not be a big deal to you because you don't feel it. However, it will affect your results. But if you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, you're going to have huge issues if you're not working on your recovery. Because bad lifestyle habits take take a toll. And the longer you've been doing them, they take an even bigger toll. So when, when I mean recovery, what do I, what am I sp specifically talking about? Sleep. I'm not going to go into too much on sleep because I've, I've done entire episodes on it. I've also interviewed uh, Dr. Tara Swart, the MIT neuroscientist who talked about sleep. I've interviewed Dr. Kirk Parsley, the former Navy SEAL turned uh, ancestral medicine or evolutionary medicine doctor. He is a huge, I, I, the, the entire episode is called The Power of Sleep, Dr. Kirk Parsley. I've interviewed my buddy, Sean Stevenson, Sleep Smarter. He just came out with a book. I've done episodes on sleep solo episodes on sleep. So make sure you go to my podcast, uh, my website, uh, because you're already listening to the podcast, but go to legendarylifepodcast.com 
and and type in sleep in the search bar and the episodes will come up if you need some specific information on sleep okay on sleep hygiene on how to optimize your sleep and I'll, I'll be doing a killer sleep episode coming up because I will be giving two talks all on sleep this year at big events so I will have uh, some I will have some next level sleep information for you but in the meantime go to the website type in sleep in the search bar and you will find all the episodes on sleep that I've done so nutrition is the next part Nutrition is huge. If you are not eating enough protein, you're going to have an issue because even if you want to lose weight, you must eat enough protein because you will lose muscle mass if the protein isn't high enough. If you want to gain muscle, protein is critical for that as well. And if you're training super hard, carbohydrates are also important. And I will be having someone on to talk about uh, ketogenic diets and ketogenic diets for athletes because it's a very controversial thing. I mean, the whole nutrition, oh man, that's why I don't call myself an expert in nutrition, by the way, is uh, there's so many, so much stuff you have to sift through. Uh, and, and, uh, but anyway, so, but following, you don't need to follow like specific crazy diets. You can do what I'm telling you here. You need, uh, and I do it more habit-based, by the way. I don't calculate my macros or my calories or do anything like that. Um, I've, I make sure I have protein at every meal. I have vegetables at every meal. Yes, including breakfast. I don't have bacon, eggs, and you know toast. I make sure if I have eggs, I'll have a salad or I have some vegetables in an omelet or something like that. But I always have vegetables at every meal. Uh, for the micronutrients, the phytochemicals, the polyphenols, all that stuff, right? So I have vegetables for every meal. I have protein for every meal. I have a little bit of healthy fat for every meal. And um, I have some carbohydrates. Oh, hold on. I don't have carbohydrates for every meal. But on days where I'm training hard or I feel depleted, uh, I do eat a bit more carbohydrates. And that um, I try to stay away from grains. I know I don't talk about nutrition that much, but I try to stay away from the grains and I try to get the the carbohydrates, the starchy carbs, because there are some carbs in vegetables. They're just really low. But yeah, I try to get them from wild, wild potato, uh, sweet potato, regular potato, yuca, uh, things like that. It's, it's carbohydrates are important, especially if you're hitting the weights five times a week and, um, you're not an insulin resistant person. Now there, there is, I just want to throw this out there real quick. If you do have insulin resistance, uh, or, you know, diabetes type two diabetes, if you have been a couch potato for a long time and without strenuous exercise, you can be pretty sure that you have some insulin resistance issues. So uh, in those cases, maybe you want to stay away from the carbohydrates a little bit, but otherwise you want to make sure that you get some, a little bit of starchy carbs in there when uh, at every meal, if you're working out the, the five days a week. Now, if you want to experiment with a little bit of a low carb diet, that's up to you. Uh, you know, try it out. Uh, again, I'll be having some experts who talk about that soon. Let's move on to stress management. If you listen to my episode episode with Joel Jameson, you heard 
you've got to consider this entire amount of stress in your life. Most people mistakenly think that when they go to the gym, that's the biggest stress in their life, right? When in actuality, if you're really stressed at work, that's a more chronic stress. If you're having a bad relationship with your your husband, your wife, your significant other, your girlfriend, your you know boyfriend, whatever, uh, that can be a source of stress. If you are uh, drinking too much coffee, <laughs> taking too many stimulants, that can be a source of stress, literally, because that releases cortisol and adrenaline into your system. Not good. Not not if it's too much can affect your sleep cycles. Uh, you know, so what are some things to do for stress management? I did an entire episode on stress management, things that you can do right away. I'll have the link to that episode here and to Joel's episode here in the show notes for this episode, which is called Seven Most Important Training Principles for Getting Faster Results. It should be right on the website when you go to it. Uh, so that is critical. And uh, I'll give you a couple. Make sure your magnesium, take a magnesium supplement. That's one. Make sure you're, uh, make sure you're doing some type of meditation. I've been using the Headspace app, and I'll tell you, it's amazing. Uh, someone else suggested the 10% Happier. Uh, I have not used that one yet, but I really liked Headspace a lot. It's 10 minutes, and it can it literally. You, you feel stressed, you feel, ah, and then you do 10 minutes of the meditation and then you feel better in 10 minutes. It's, it's incredible. So, uh, also taking walks in nature can help with stress, taking a vacation, even if it's for one day or two days, take a vacation. Even if it's just going to the next town over and staying in a, in a, you know, hundred dollar a night Marriott or whatever, it can make a huge difference. And uh, so make sure you do things, get out of your environment, make sure you actively do things to, to de-stress, especially if you feel like you're fried and your productivity is suffering and you're having problems motivating yourself. Do something to manage the stress because far too often, it's not that we lack energy, it's that we're, we're running into the red and we need to back off in some way. Okay, moving on. So we first is consistency, frequency, progress. We just covered recovery. So what's number five? Mobility. Mobility. This is huge. One, because if you can't get your arms up over your head to where, let's say you're standing up, and in a straight with standing up straight with good posture. Now look in the, and this is something you can do. I know some of you are driving, some of you are already working out when you put down your weights, if you happen to be working out or when you get back from your run or when you get to the office from your car ride, like Nick does, go to the bathroom, go to a mirror, stand up with a straight posture, make sure you're getting a side view of yourself. Now try to lift your arms up over your head. Many of you will not be able to lift your arms up over your head. 
without arching your back. And watch for that back arching happening when you lift your arms up over your head. Uh, many of you can't do that. So you go into the gym, you do pull-ups or you do lat pull-downs or you try to over press, uh, press over your head or you do some type of Olympic lift like a jerk or a snatch or a push press and you wonder why your shoulders are aching. Well, guess what, homie? You, you got, you, you're asking your body to do something it can't do and it's not a strength issue. It's a mobility issue. You can, we will not be able to do those exercises without destroying your shoulders in the process if you don't have that enough mobility to do it. Likewise with dips, if you do dips and you uh, come down to the point where it overstretches your joint, you're probably going to have some shoulder issues. If you do squats and if you try to go ass to grass like a lot of people recommend and you don't have the mobility to, to do that something is probably going to blow out so you have to have mobility you have to work on mobility to maintain it and I'll tell you something one thing that I used to hear a lot is oh well you you get better mobility by doing exercise and, and by working through a full range of motion yeah okay Sometimes you beat yourself up so much and you get so sore that you start to lose range of motion. And then because you're, you're a total exercise addict, you just keep going back and going back and beating yourself up. And the muscles start to look better. Perhaps they even get stronger. You start to burn body fat. But now you can't lift your arms up over your head. It's hard to comb your hair. Or you can't squat down. I mean, ask. I see it used to be that only women... I mean, sorry, only guys had issues with their mobility, their squat mobility. But now I'm seeing women, a ton of women, and it's this seated workplace that we have now. We're all sitting all the time. Even me, I'm sitting right now as I do this. And a standing workplace is not going to make that huge of a difference. Maybe maybe a, a walking workplace, maybe a treadmill workstation, but a standing workstation, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced about that. Uh, so what, and even if you were doing the walking workstation, you're still going to need to challenge your mobility more. And the best way to do that is with a mobility program. So what I want you to do is start to take time to work mobility into your workouts. One way to do that is you can do it in between your sets. For example, let's say I do a bench press, right? Uh, I could work on some lower leg mobility. I could be stretching my hip flexor, which is the front of my thigh, your quadricep and your hip flexor, which are kind of tied in together. Story for another time, but uh, the front of your thigh. You, sh you could also stretch your hamstring or your, uh, or your hip rotators. So... Or, or your adductors, right? The muscles in, in your growing that pull your feet together. You could work on some mobility in between your sets when you're working your upper body. Uh, that's something that you could do. You could also work the same muscles, which uh, that's a bit more controversial to do. But do some type of mobility. And if you can't do it separately, do it in between your sets. That's what I want you to take away from that. 
So, um, and I'll be doing a lot more on mobility. I'm sorry if that wasn't super clear on what you should do, but the, the takeaway there is just either do a separate stretching slash mobility uh, uh, exercise session or put it in between your sets. Let's go to number six. So we have consistency, frequency, progress, recovery, mobility. Six is smart supplementation. Why supplements? And I'll tell you something quick about supplements. I used to be the guy in my 20s, by the way, always searching for the magic supplement. What's the magic supplement? I'm working hard in the gym, but I'm not getting results. What's the magic supplement that's going to help me get better results? Does that sound familiar? If you're a guy, it probably is. And guess what? There is none. There are only what I've already covered. And everybody learns that lesson. That's why people want to take steroids because their training sucks. Their training program sucks. And so they figure, okay, well, it must not be the training program because I'm working so hard. So I'll just take some some testosterone, some decadurabulin, some, I don't know, some horse pills, whatever. And um, then they start getting results again. And people look for the same thing with supplements. Focus on everything else that I've already said. That's my first rule with supplements. Focus on everything else that I just said. After that, then it's time to look at some supplementation. Why? Because it can take you to the next level provided you're using the right ones. And I did an entire episode on supplement uh, supplementation, so I'm not going to cover all of that. But I, w- I do want to tell you something that shifted for me. I used to look for performance-enhancing supplements. How do I boost my testosterone? You know, what testosterone booster should I use? I took androstindione before they made it illegal when, it, when I was in my 20s, and it worked. Um, but they made it illegal and so you couldn't find it anymore. And then, you know, I had to figure things out again and, and, you know, creatine, creatine is an excellent one. Beta alanine, that's an excellent one. Citrulline malate, that can be helpful too, but I'll, and, and we'll get into that in a second, but I'll tell you my shift, uh, here's a shift I made psychologically. I stopped looking for things that were performance enhancing And I started looking for things that were either health enhancing or recovery enhancing. What do I mean by that? Well, I already talked about magnesium, right? That can help lessen stress. It can help uh, relax your muscles. It can help you get better sleep. It can help you manage your blood sugar. It can help you manage your blood pressure. Magnesium. And I recommend ancient minerals, topical magnesium or natural stacks, MagTech, which is awesome, uh, awesome, awesome supplement. So, um, so that's that's something you can do. Uh, vitamin D, uh, you know, making sure you get a good multivitamin can be okay. Although I don't take one now, but vitamin D is a good one. Making sure you check your levels, but focus first on the supplements that enhance your health, and then focus on the performance enhancing ones. But um, uh, by the way, fish oil can help you recover, help with the inflammation. 
And I know that's kind of controversial to say right now, and I'll be doing a whole episode on, on fish oil eventually, because a lot of people have come out and said, you know what, all the studies done on fish oil weren't actually on fish oil, they were on fish, and it doesn't seem like taking fish oil supplements do the same things as fish, because there's more than just fish oil and fish, right? It's the same thing with, uh, with, with, um, you know, with eating vegetables versus taking something that's found in vegetables. So, um, but, but there are, there is some research that shows that fish oil can be beneficial. So the, the point is make sure you're using things to help you recover, especially sleep, magnesium, vitamin D, um, you know, even a little bit of melatonin. I take a tiny bit of melatonin around 300 micrograms uh, almost every night, to be honest, I'm experimenting with that right now. And, uh, uh, I'll talk more about that on, on one of the future episodes that I'll do on sleep. But, uh, as far as performance enhancement, let's talk the beta alanine and creatine are just solid examples of performance enhancing supplements and get the raw stuff. Don't get the thing, the, the, the supplements that have a bunch of junk in them. And then your, uh, you know, your, you don't know how much of the real stuff that you're getting or what's working, get creatine monohydrate. It's cheap. It's, it's effective and, uh, it's safe from what we know. Beta alanine, uh, is also a safe supplement and protein powder is a safe supplement. And, um, with the creatine, it doesn't matter where you get it from. Uh, I like bio creatine from natural stacks, but you, but another one that I I've used more recently or not more recently up until I started using bio, uh, creatine, I started, uh, I started with bio test, uh, creatine and that's you know but but i'll tell you something anything any creatine that says pure german creatine because creatine comes from two places china or germany okay get it from germany sorry for all my chinese listeners if there are any chinese listeners uh but make sure you get german creatine um beta alanine is, is also good. I, I started using, I just bought, actually, I haven't even started using it now, beta alanine. And these are all in my supplements episode. So you can go and, and check that out. And also a, a protein powder. And I'll tell you, I love the natural stacks protein powder because it's whey protein, which has the most, uh, leucine in it out of any food. And that's all whey. It's not just natural stacks whey. But what Natural Stacks does that I like is they add in collagen, and I really like their protein a lot. I've, I've used two tubs of it, and um, I was really impressed because my knees started feeling better, in particular my left knee. So good stuff, and there's a lot more evidence on collagen than, than I suspected because I've experimented with that like 15 years ago or 10 years ago, however long it's been, I was taking type two collagen, but it, it's gotten better, the quality and also more research has come out about it. So I know I've been all over the place, but the point there is focus on health, enhancing your health, enhancing your recovery, then worry about performance. And uh, creatine is something you should be taking if you're lifting heavy, 
Uh, beta alanine is something that you should be taking if you're doing more strength endurance exercise, if you're doing a lot of reps or high intensity interval training, anything like that. And uh, by the way, creatine won't help with aerobic exercise. So if you're training for a marathon or a triathlon, it probably will make you perform worse. Uh, important to know. Beta alanine, I don't believe, I don't remember seeing anything about aerobic exercise one way or the other, but creatine can definitely make you perform worse. So good, keep that in mind with regard to what type of training you're doing. And um, the last training principle that I want to share with you here is create habits and rituals. So we went over how you need to show up to the gym every week. You need to show up consistently. The next is you need to go, you need to show up to the gym frequently every week. That means four or five times as opposed to two or three. If you can only do two or three, fine. Uh, progress, you gotta be making progress. Uh, and I'll recap all of these at the end. Four is recovery, five is mobility, Six is smart supplementation. And seven is creating habits and rituals. So how do you make your sleep better? Well, have a sleep ritual at night. How do you make sure you hit those workouts in the morning? Well, you, you follow your sleep ritual because if you don't, you're, you're going to wake up and you're going to be dragging yourself and not going to be able to, to work out. Uh, I, I think we've all experienced that. But have a morning ritual where you work out. Now, working out in the morning is not optimal, is what a lot of people say. I personally do it anyway. Why? Because I won't usually do it or I don't like doing it in the afternoon or evening. I want to get it out of the way in the morning. Now, if you're a person who you're really into, oh, well, the, the, the optimal time to exercise is to work out in the afternoon or in the early evening. Okay, fine. Make a ritual out of it. Create a habit out of it. And one thing I want to tell you with exercise, how do you get those more frequent workouts in? Make daily exercise a habit and write it out. So, okay, I'm weight training, weight training, then I'm going for a walk or paddle boarding or hiking, then it's weight training, it's weight training, I'm going for a walk. I'm, make daily exercise a habit and you'll be less likely to fall off the wagon because you'll be so used to doing this habit. And then when, it take, when you have to take it away, then you feel weird, like you, there, there's something missing and you wanna exercise. That's a way to create a habit that naturally gets you to do what you need to do instead of, Oh, I worked out once last week. Maybe I should work out this week. No, make daily exercise a habit. So don't kill yourself with workout routines. Do less and make it a habit daily. Okay, so don't go for a run. Go for a walk. Uh, you know, find ways to get exercise in every single day. And that's apart from the four to five days of strength training that I recommended, okay? Uh, that's that's different. So make sure you make habits, morning rituals, sleep rituals, afternoon exercise rituals, whatever works for you. But create those habits. That's how you fit it in. And I want to just uh, recap really quick and then we'll wrap this up because this is getting to be longer than I wanted. But uh, I, I come here, I show up here to give you the best information. I don't show up like a lot of other people do. 
and try to get something real cute in, in like 20 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever people uh, try to do to to get you to listen. This is, uh, this is, I show up here to deliver the value. So let's do a quick recap. Consistent Consistency. You need to show up every week to the gym. You need to show up to your workouts every single week. And I work out at home. I don't go to the gym, but you, you got to show up consistently every single week. Frequency. Two or three times a week of exercise is not going to be as good as four or five, provided it's an intelligent program. Three, progress. We talked about general adaptation syndrome and the principle of progressive overload. But more specifically, I said, try this on for size. We uh, uh, take three months, month one, do 15 reps on all exercises. Month two, do eight reps on all exercises. Month three, do five reps on all exercises. That's an example of how you would do periodization. That's what's called linear periodization. And then the other thing you can do is deload weeks. So on every fourth week, you're going to take a deload week. How do you do that? You use the same number of sets you're doing, same number of, uh, uh, same weight, but you cut the reps in half. So if you're doing month one, you do your three sets of eight instead of 15 using the same weight. And you're thinking, whoa, that's going to be easy. Exactly. It's supposed to. It's going to help you be more fresh for when you change for the next month because most people just don't get enough recovery in. So, and and the same thing for month two, cut your, uh, keep your three or four or however many sets you're doing of eight reps and cut them in half to four. And same thing goes month three. On the fourth week, cut your reps in half. And I know I said like five reps, so do either two or three. So that's how you do a deload week. That's an example of how you do a deload week. Recovery is number four. So make sure you have a sleep hygiene ritual that you do at night to optimize your sleep. Uh, Make sure your nutrition is on point. Make sure you're managing your stress. Five, mobility. Make sure that you're including some mobility training somewhere. And that can be the off days, right? The off days that you don't exercise, you do some type of stretching. Could you do yoga? Yeah, you could. Uh, you could do, you could go to a stretching class. You could do it on your own. Um, I'll be doing a lot more on mobility. I'll create some mobility programs. It's a huge, something that I'm really into. Um, but if you are, if you can't raise your arms up over your head or touch your toes or get into a good deadlift position, then you shouldn't be doing those exercises and you should be working on your mobility. If you are getting stronger, which actually happens to guys who work out hard and and women, although probably to a lesser extent, if you work out hard or if you sit all the time, or if you work out hard and sit when you're not working out hard, you're probably going to have some mobility issues and you will feel like an old person if you don't address them. So make mobility training something that you do. Six, smart supplementation. What's my first rule of supplementation? Focus on everything else that I already said before you mess around with supplements. But after you dial all the others in and you're ready to take your workouts to the next level, use some smart supplements. What are smart supplements? They're 
carefully chosen supplements that help you with recovery, help you with stress, help you with your sleep, help enhance your health. And then you want to focus on the performance um, supplements like creatine, beta alanine, whey protein, or whatever type of protein. So that's, that's how you uh, implement smart supplementation. And seven, create habits and rituals that naturally get you to do the things that you need to do. Because if, if daily exercise is a habit of yours, then you just do it. If, uh, if practicing sleep hygiene every night is a ritual of yours, you just do it. And once you establish those, I mean, that's what I do. I'm not special. I just have these habits and rituals that I do. And I get great results as, as a result of my habits and rituals. And once you're able to do that, once you're creating those habits and rituals, you will get better results as well. And last thing I want to tell you is that if you follow these principles, you don't need any other information. And I don't want you to believe me on that. I want you to take the principles. I want you to apply them into your life. And I want you to see if it really works for you. Uh, and you don't need anybody. You don't need a coach. You don't need a personal trainer. You don't need to follow any other program. You just put something together based on the principles I've given you. You will get results. And again, don't take my word for it. Try it out. However, if you want me to be your coach, we have launched the CEO Strength Peak Performance Coaching for Executives and Busy Professionals. There are only a few spots left at the $97 price range, and there are more spots left, but only a few spots left at the $97 price range. After that, it's going to double in price to $197, perhaps more. Um, but we're thinking 197 and just a brief recap. So you know what you're getting into. It's when you join, you're going to get $297 in bonuses, some on the go workouts, some snack, uh, some healthy snacking on the go guides, some quick exercise guides. You're going to get uh, 24 seven support by a coaching app to track your progress, to help you get faster results. You're going to get a new workout program every four weeks. And I'll tell you, I charge a lot more, uh, just to write a program for people, a monthly workout, and that's going to be included in this price. You're going to get a meal plan based on the gourmet nutrition cookbook, which is the cookbook that I get all my one-on-one -on -one coaching and in-person personal training clients you're going to get bi-weekly online workshops, stress management, productivity, sleep, nutrition, biohacks, supplements. We, we may even cover communication and leadership if that's something you're interested in. Um, it'll be kind of decided by the people in the group a little bit, but it, with a heavy emphasis on on the health part, right? Because that's, uh, that's where my true expertise lies. And it won't be just me, by the way. I will have special guests come in and to do the bi-weekly online workshops. Uh, you will get accountability from the coaching app. We will create a private Facebook group uh, for those of you who are on Facebook who who like to take advantage of things that way. But the real benefit here is that you're going to be following a professionally designed workout. You're going, and, and if you're like, oh man, this exercise hurts, or I don't know how to do it or whatever, I will, sh I will show you how to exchange that for another exercise. 
So uh, I will help you dial that in. You'll get a meal plan and you're going to get a coaching through the app to keep you on top of things. So, and to keep me on top of what you're doing. So that's going to be really cool. I've never, uh, done a group coaching like this before using a, a, a tracking app. So it's going to be super exciting. I've been playing around with it for a while. Uh, so again, go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash coaching to sign up. There are only a few more spots left at the $97. And there's also, for those of you who want to work with me one-on-one, there's the VIP CEO strength there as well, if that's something you're interested in. Um, I know a lot of people when I sent out my survey said they wanted some people, uh, most people wanted small group coaching, but some people wanted the one-on-one coaching. So both are available again, last time, then I'll shut up. I promise legendarylifepodcast.com slash coaching. And, uh, I look forward to working with you. I am so excited about doing this. This is what I've I don't want to say always wanted to do since I've been in the fitness business, but this is like, wow, all the things that I can't talk to my clients about in between sets of exercise, this is what we're going to be able to go over. It's going to be an awesome, awesome uh, experience. And with one goal in mind, your results, your success And like I said, Giselle and I are just pumped to be able to do it. If you want to be part of the group, you know where to go. I won't name the website again. That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you put these principles into your life to start to see better results. And if you want me as your coach, you know where to go. Have an awesome rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon.